This podcast is brought to you by Sales Fuel Hire, a platform to help companies hire smarter and flag 13 toxic employee types. Measure job fit, sales tendencies and motivators, decision-making abilities and empathy levels, and make your next hire your best hire. Try it now on salesfuel.com slash hire and use promo code MANAGESMARTER for $50 off your first purchase. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop and retain talent, improve results and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Okay, Lee, so you know when you go to the DMV... <clears throat> you know, yes. you, you want to get in and out as fast as humanly possible. That's, that's, impo- that's impossible. <laughs> that's totally my MO. And here in Colorado, you can actually make an appointment and get in and out fast. And guess what? Our guest today says, why are you doing that, Audrey? Because it's one of her top spots for networking in her ebook, 57 Varieties of the Best Networking Opportunities. I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> and that's one of the things we want to talk to Jennifer about today is as a manager, as an emerging leader, is networking outside of your company uh, to, 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 to improve the size of your network and your circle. Uh, but also if you're in sales in particular, networking is critically important, but also networking inside your company. And we want to talk about all three of these things today with Jennifer. Exactly, everybody. Jennifer Gittimer is our guest. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everybody. I'm Audrey Strong. I am the Vice President of Communications here at Sales Fuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. And if I'm not mistaken, Jennifer, is this your first podcast as Jennifer Gittimer? This is. This I is. <laughs> I well, wasn't born yesterday, though. Oh, I know that. Well, everybody, and if you don't know Jeffrey Gittimer and Jennifer Gittimer, she is a speaker, trainer, writer, blogger, Facebooker. Oh, man. She's on and on. Instagrammer, tweeter, YouTuber, and podcaster, online, on point, and on the money. And I love her because she's a New Yorker as well. Her podcast, Sell or Die, with co-host Jeffrey Gittimer, gets over 100,000 downloads a month. We are aspiring to that, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer founded Sales in a New York Minute to share her passion and strategies for success with salespeople and businesses worldwide. Author of Sales in a New York Minute, 212 pages of real-world and easy-to-implement strategies to make more sales, build loyal relationships, and make more money. And that ebook that I referenced earlier. There's just some things, Jennifer, you've come up with I would never think as a networking location. Well, I have to admit, I would rather go in and out of the DMV and not, not like talk to most people. However, you bring up a great point because you never know who you're going to meet when you go somewhere. That's true. You got to take your business cards wherever you go. Oh, hell yeah. Please, this should be a staple in your pocket or your pocketbook. That's right. So in reading through your tips on networking, one of the things that consistently threads through all of your videos and the content you've created in regards to this subject I've seen is the power of being friendly and smiling and being positive. Are we all just negative Nellies for the most part when we go into these situations or what do you, what's your thinking on that? Well, I hate to say it, but yes, most people are negative. Audrey, you, however, are not. <laughs> you are a very positive person, so you're okay in my books. And um, oh, oh, Lee, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. No, you guys okay. have a great demeanor when you walk into a room and you light up a room. Each of you do truly, and people are excited to talk to you because of that energy that you bring into the room. But what people don't realize is like how important it is, like. You can enter a room and if you're pissed off about the traffic or the world or 
some guy that cut you off this morning or stole your taxi cab or this metro that was late or whatever it may be. Your kid was sick home from school. You got in a fight with your spouse. You can name a thousand things that could go wrong before you get to your appointment. And however you walk into that meeting is how people are going to react to you. Because I, I really feel that your energy is being carried and transmitted into the room that you're going into and people are going to feel it and then they're going to mm -hmm. pick up on it and then they're going to respond to it. Yeah, I mean, people are familiar with the concept of an aura and I think this is actually a little bit beyond that because there's some places you can walk into where you can just kind of feel the gloom and doom cast over you as you walk in and there are some places where you can walk in and just feel, even though you may not be, be hearing a lot of excitement or noise or anything like that, you can just feel energy or electricity in the air. I think that's what you're talking about here. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that like, no matter where you walk into, you get to recreate that energy because you're an additional, this is going to sound so woo. And I, I apologize. I don't <laughs> think your podcast is very woo, but I am. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can, you can walk into one of those gloom and doom situations, but by being you and bringing your amazing energy, you can change the entire energy in the room. You can turn around the whole world with a smile. Like Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like you said, if the body language and the energy that you're throwing off is bad, nobody's going to listen to anything that comes out of your mouth. It really has to start with this and then move on from there. Well, yeah, I used to go to this networking meeting in New York City with like 80 other people who networked, okay, every Wednesday. And people would get up and give their 30-second commercial. And yes, they only had 30 seconds to say who they were, what they wanted to, what they did, and who they were looking to meet. And so, you know, you'd get some people who would stand up and in a room that can fit 80 people, you really have to project. You have to look at people in the eye. You have to show that you're passionate about whatever it is you're doing because these are all the things that you're not saying, right? So anyone like Audrey, you can teach someone to communicate better, but if they're not doing all the other things that go along with the words that are coming out of their mouth, mm -hmm. then people are you know, going to see through it. Right. And, and that's go for it, Lee. Oh, I was going to say you're being incongruent and they can sniff that stuff out a mile away. Oh yeah. So there'd be people who would stand up and they'd be like, I'm the best real estate person in New York city, but they would say it with such lackluster, like, mm. Oh, yeah. you know, and like you could tell they were just miserable in their job. And so if someone did that, like, am I going to want to refer to them? No. And that's what like, so when I think of networking, I think of creating a profitable network. I don't think of just like showing up to meetings, uh, you know, giving a commercial, you know, talking to a whole bunch of people. Like that's all good. It gives you great practice about how to communicate who you are and what you do. But your end goal should be to be creating a profitable network around you that you can refer to and they can refer back to you. And Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, in order to do that, it's who you're being when you walk into that room, when you walk into those meetings. You said that you want to leave the interactions that you have with people when networking, um, leaving them wanting to continue the conversation with you. Can you give some techniques and strategies and how you one would actually go about doing that? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's a smart thing to say. I'm glad I said that. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, one of the things you can do is, like, be a giver. 
Okay, don't just walk into a networking meeting assuming that I, I see so many people, especially guests, they'll walk into the meeting and they'll be like, okay, I'm here to get business today. Well, really? Welcome to the club. There's like 50 other people who are here trying to get business and they're spending 52 weeks a year working on relationships. And once someone knows, likes, and trusts you, then they're going to want to buy, then they may want to buy from you, right? And so you can't just like show up and expect to sell your stuff. Show up with an intention to give. Show up with an intention to ask. Like the very, very first networking meeting I went to, which I had put off, by the way, for like um, a year. Oh, and man. that's no exaggeration. And my friend Conrad, who I had met just randomly playing tennis, was like, no, you don't understand. You've got to come to this meeting. Like, you're in sales. It's going to help you. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm an introvert. I am not walking into a room with a hundred people. And I know you guys are like, she's not an introvert. I was going to, I didn't want to say know. that. But yeah. <laughs> I am secretly an introvert. Like, and and I push myself outside of my comfort zone, okay, to go and, and talk to other people. And I, I'll talk about a trick for that in a second. But so I put this meeting off for a year because I was like, oh, that's so scary. Go into this room and I have to say who I am. And, and there's going to be a hundred other people there and they all sort of know each other and I'm not going to know anyone. And who am I going to talk? Like I'm freaking myself out about it in my head, right? And then I finally went. I mean, the guy was so persistent. I barely knew him. We played tennis together a couple of times in the clinic. And he kept, he kept on, kept on asking me like as if like this thing was going to change my life. And you know what? It did. Like <laughs> it really did. And I credit him for continuing to follow up with me because it, it really did have that big of an impact on my life because it opened me up to new circles. It opened me up to changing my entire identity around what I was doing and how I was helping people and impacting people and my business and all that. So it just was amazing for me. But um, oh, I forget your original. Oh, 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 what to do, right? So, so I went in there not even really knowing what it was about, not being this like super aggressive, like I'm just going to go get money today from all these people in the room. And what I realized was I ticked off about like, not like pissed off, but like literally like checked off on my piece of paper. <laughs> I realized how that came out. I checked off on my piece of paper um, about 20 names of people who I wanted to follow up with after the event because I felt I could help them. And what happened naturally is I became known as the girl who visited, who was all of a sudden making all of these connections for other people. So what do you think happened when, when you know, someone said to someone else, oh, I just met with Jen and she connected me with so-and-so and it was an amazing connection for me. You need to meet with Jen. All of a sudden, you, when you start to do that, you become known as a person of value. And, oh, go for it. No, and go finish. Well, you know, it's not only about making introductions, right? There's so many different ways to give value because people ask me all the time, like, okay, well, I don't have a big network. So if I want to start building my network and I have no one to introduce them to, what do I need to do? And it's, it's so simple. Think about their business. Think about mm -hmm. how you, ideas for them or things you can you can share with them that maybe you're further along with. Maybe you know digital marketing and, and they need help with that or SEO or something that, you know, I'm not saying give away your whole business secret for free, but give them an idea and that is going to help you build 
not just a business connection, but a lifelong friend. The art of the follow-up, I think, is where you get a lot of value out of networking and what you just described right there, which is, is to be thinking in your mind, how can I help this person? There's your follow-up. You know, it's yeah. like, we were talking the, the mm-hmm. other day at uh, the ch- this charity event or something like that. You mentioned that, da 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 It's like, and I was thinking that, you know, I know somebody who can help you with whatever, or it's like, you know, we've got a guy, I know a guy, <laughs> you know, who, who, who can help you, you know, achieve that goal or something like that. You want to get together and talk or it's like, you know, can, you know, can we talk for 10 or 15 minutes over coffee or whatever? It's like, uh, what other strategies or thoughts do you have for following up after you meet somebody at, at, a, at a meeting or an event? So the very first thing I do, because if you're going to an event and you're meeting a lot of people, you're never going to remember who to follow. Who do you connect the person with about the gym versus who do you connect the person with about the the digital marketing agent, it just gets all blurry when you're doing a lot of networking. And so the first thing I do is I take incremental breaks, which by the way, helps with my weird introvertedness um, that no one thinks I have, but I secretly have. (laughs) And I go to the bathroom alone, not with like a million other girls. And I write on the backs of people's cards. So while it's fresh in my mind, I might write, Lee, I need to introduce Lee to the most amazing business owners because he can help them. Audrey, I need to, you know, and, and I'll, I'll take your cards and I'll write on them with my Sharpie. I always bring a Sharpie. And then, so that's step one, because if you don't remember who you promised to connect to someone or who you can think of, and that's the other thing, like if you cannot think of in the moment, someone you can connect them with or an idea for them or something of value to give them, but you know it's someone you want to make a connection with, star it and write in something you learned about them that you can reconnect with them about afterwards. Even if it's so simple, like someone says something, um, you know, they're going to their kid's birthday, they're, they're hosting their kid's birthday party that weekend. It's so easy to write back and before the party and say, hey, it was great meeting you at the so-and-so event. Have a great time at your kid's birthday party this weekend. Just wanted you to know I'll be thinking about you on Saturday. Hope all goes well. Let's catch up after your kid's party. And that, like, that point is so major for other people. And it gets looked over all the time because you're meeting so many people that people don't even think to take a step back and recognize the things that, that people are saying to them that because the things that people are saying to you are meaningful to them. And do not go back and put together a template for your HubSpot system and put everybody's business cards in there or whatever mm-hmm. and send everybody the same email, right? <laughs> Well, that's correct. But what you can do is you can say, you can send them a customized email and then you could say, P.S. on Wednesdays or whatever day, I send out a weekly value newsletter to my email list. If you'd like to join, click here. I'm not going to spam you, but I do want you to know I will give you sales strategies or whatever it is you do, you know, whatever kind of strategies Mm -hmm. and feel free to join. But everybody gets a different email, though, because it has Absolutely. to be personal. Yes. Yeah, of course. Oh, please do not put them in the like, yes, exactly. Everybody no. can spot those a mile away anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of networking mm-hmm. groups are uh, uh, not uh, banning them. I, I'm, I'm not thinking of the right word on the spot. But they're uh, not allowing you to email the entire, to put, to put the entire group on your email list without their permission. Mm-hmm. 
Now, a lot of these techniques work well. Um, one thing Lee wanted to touch on is in terms of, I, I don't know if you need to be a super connector at work unless you work for like a company like Boeing that has, you know, 100,000 employees around the world. But internally, all the things we just talked about should apply as well, correct? With your internal stakeholders and your coworkers? This should apply in life. No matter mm-hmm. where it is, if it's at your kid's school and, and you're meeting people, you know, ask questions about them, follow up about them, because I guarantee someone who you least expect it will know someone else who can help you. And once you give them something of value, they're going to feel indebted to you. They're going to want to help you. And so, yes, of course, this should happen inside your work. If you're in sales, for example, you can sell the product, but then other people probably have to deliver it, other people market it, other people service it, right? And so you want to be connecting with those other stakeholders that are going to be touching your account so that you can have relationships with them too. And it cannot hurt to make good connections with them. And that's what I'm talking about. Like when I say the profitable network, it's really all about creating a network around you that is bringing in profit, profit full of ideas, profit full mm-hmm. of value, profit full of uh, extra and, and new relationships, all of that. And another of course money. Of, yeah, another piece of advice I would give to people too is make sure that your circle, your network, includes a fair number of people outside of the industry that you're in mm-hmm. because you're going to get a lot of different ideas, you know, from people that, you know, aren't looking at the world the same way you are or dealing with airplane parts or dealing with whatever it is that you sell. And I think some great ideas can come, come, can come from that. Yeah, for sure. And you're going to find community where you least expect it. And it may be because you go to a cooking class and you, you everyone in that room has a shared passion. You either want to learn to cook, you all suck at cooking, or you love cooking. But you're all there for a reason and you're bonding over the activity. And so that is usually like not people who are in the same exact industry as you. That's something when you take a course like at the gym or an extracurricular kind of thing. That's always something that with, with people of all different industries and, and backgrounds, and that's a great place to meet people too. I want to t- touch on something when you were talking about company events. And you know, by that kind of stuff, we're talking about uh, the annual parties, the holiday parties, team building events, uh, sales meetings, annual meetings, things like that. I love it because it's like when you talk about that in your ebook, you use the hashtag stay sober. <laughs> I mean, you know how many people get wasted at holiday parties and and then regret it the next morning or do something stupid or say something stupid. We had, we had someone get fired the day after our holiday party, like 10 years ago at the company I was working for because she did some really, really stupid things that night. But why? Like, is that one night of free booze really worth it? To me, it's not, but you know, and in sales, especially, there's so many customer meetings and dinners and, and things where people are getting wasted. And for me, I'd rather have a, a clear mind where I can write down the things the customer is talking about and really do my job and following up. Because at the end of the day, you're there to serve the customer. Even yeah. if you're becoming friendly with them, if you become too drunk to serve them, 
you know, that, <laughs> you're, you're not their friend forever. You're, you're still in a service position. You have to remember that. And let them get loose and tell you their life story or whatever. You stay safe <laughs> and take notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to challenge your listeners if they're up for it. So I want you at your next, because the holidays are coming up. I don't know when this is airing, but I want you at your next event, whether it be a corporate meeting or a seminar or a holiday party, to go talk to three people you don't know. Because what happens is you, you enter with the people you know, you stand in a circle or at a table with the people you know, and then you go home and you think you had a great night. And I'm going to challenge you that if you open your network up and you open your eyes and start talking to three new people, you never know what's going to come of that. Well, your website is sales and a New York Minute and nyminute.com. And we encourage you to take in all the wonderful blog posts that Jennifer has on there. And, um, and I love you on all your videos on your YouTube channel as well. Also, Sales and New York Minute on YouTube. Um, any uh, last tips on icebreakers? We've got about a minute left. Any it's so easy. People have, uh, try to come up with these corny, whatever, whatever, dad jokes or whatever. Pick Just up ask one. about them. <laughs> Just ask okay. a question about them. There's no, and that's what I was going to say before when I said it, it's a tip for introverts. Like, you don't have to show up and start talking about yourself because in reality, most people don't even care. But people love to talk about themselves. And so if you're genuinely curious and want to know and can ask them a question, you get to just stand there while they talk to you and listen. And I guarantee they'll walk away. I once had this conversation with a person. She spoke for about 10 minutes. She didn't ask me one question. Mm. I asked her a bunch of questions. I learned all about her. She knew barely, not really anything about me. And you know what? She told our mutual friend she... Because my mutual friend called me up that day and she goes, oh my God, so-and-so loves you. She's obsessed with you. She said you're her new BFF. And I'm like, really? She doesn't know anything about me. <laughs> that's the power of asking questions and listening. Yeah. And your, your hubby actually likes to say that the person who asked the questions is the person in charge of the conversation. I think that's that applies true. to networking too. Yeah. That's true. He's a smart man, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we hope you will all um, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Tell a friend. Tell your what did I say uh, last episode? Leah said, "Tell your aunt's second cousin twice removed mm -hmm. um, to subscribe." <laughs> and the dog. If, <laughs> and if, the dog. If they have a podcast, if they have a podcast in a cat, make sure, yeah, uh, please give us five stars. It really helps extend the reach of the show. And maybe um, at some point we will be like Jennifer and have a hundred thousand downloads in a month. So please. But in the meantime, we're will. just got to be content with being guests on the Seller Die podcast, which <laughs> I'm looking forward to. We love having you guys on. Oh, Jennifer, thanks for your time today. And I think everybody got some great tips. This was awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.